Do you love him this morning? Amen. How many can say I'm not leaving the same person that I was when I came? We're going to go home different. I've been changed. I've been changed. I heard a song one time that said, I, I'm not going to try to sing it, don't worry. But it said, I got just what I wanted from the Lord. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. How many can say you got what you wanted from him this weekend? Everything that I desire, the Lord has given it to me. Isn't he real this morning? Amen. I, I tell you, I, I believe the devil in hell is pretty embarrassed this morning. I believe the devil is really embarrassed. He thought he had you. He thought it was over. He thought he had whipped you too many times. But the Spirit of God began to move. And when the Spirit of God began to move, things began to change. You know, I, I heard a testimony of the pillar of fire coming down in a, in a message church here not long ago. And it began to come down in the congregation. And as it come down, it was actually during a funeral service of a, a man that had believed the message for many years. And the pillar of fire began to come down. And as it came down, it went across flowers that had not opened up yet. They were still closed. But as the pillar of fire began to sweep over them, they began to open up. And I begin to think about our lives. You know, maybe you had never really opened up to God or you never really received something from the Lord like you have this weekend. But the same pillar of fire there has moved in this building this weekend. And lives have been opened up by the power of the Holy Ghost. We just thank him this morning, don't we? Amen. If you have your Bibles, we'll go right on the word. We greet you this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we invite you to the book of Philippians chapter 1. We want to just take this opportunity to say thank you for allowing us to come and be a part of the camp meeting this weekend. We pray that something has been said to help you and to bless you and to encourage you. And I pray that uh, the Lord would just richly bless you in your walks. And we certainly enjoyed last night, didn't we? Amen. I tell you, my brother Danny just preached like... He just preached like a house on fire. Amen. I, I certainly appreciate men of God that will give their hearts and give their all to the preaching of the word of God. You know, it, I know that we all noticed how the devil began to try to attack Brother Danny and his voice last night. But I tell you, he just persevered right over the devil. Amen. And we, we want to thank God for men like that that will just press over it. And we certainly appreciate him and his ministry also. We want to say thank you to Brother Tim and Brother Timothy and all the officers of Evening Light and all the workers of the camp. Thank you all for having this camp. May God richly bless you for all the efforts and all the labors that you've put forth this, this weekend. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. How many is going to help me preach this morning? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
being confident of this very thing which he hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That word perform means to bring to an end, to accomplish, to make perfect, to execute, to complete, to take up oneself, to make an end for oneself, to leave off or to impose upon. Also, I'd like to read Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15. Colossians chapter 2, we'll begin reading with verse 13 through verse 15 this morning. How many is happy in the Lord? The Bible says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Somebody say forgiven. Forgiven. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it he made a show of them openly i want to tell you what god has done here this weekend he has made a laughing stock out of the devil he has made a laughing stock out of your depression you have received something from God that has made the devil a laughing stock here this weekend. Let's bow our heads together. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, dear God. Lord, we are thankful for your mercy and grace. We are thankful, Lord, as we gather here this morning and the sun, Lord, has begun to rise across the earth this morning, dear God. Lord, only showing what happened over 2,000 years ago when the greatest news flash in history, Lord, begin to cross, to go across, Lord, that Jesus Christ is alive and well. He's no longer dead in a tomb, but as he prophesied and said himself, destroy this temple, but in three days I'll raise it up again. And Lord, ever promise that you made you have been you have been more than able to keep it you have been more than able to perform it now lord as we come here this morning to the close of this weekend lord these closing hours these closing moments of this camp lord may we just push beyond tiredness lord may we push beyond human elements oh god and lord may for just a few moments of time lord may we step into the channel once more of anointing dear god that lord when we would leave this camp father or though we may have come discouraged and we may have come depressed Lord and we may have come defeated but Lord may you begin to pour out the Holy Ghost upon us once more Lord that it would not just be a temporary outpouring but Lord it would be an eternal Lord may you may you strengthen us this morning touch our bodies Lord and may we leave here with the victory today we ask in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we pray and all the believers said amen, amen. God bless you amen you may be seated this morning do you love the Lord Amen. If the Lord would help me, I'd like to speak to you for just a few moments upon this thought here of when God canceled the devil's plans. When God canceled the devil's plans. Easter time is a time that we gather for new hopes. Easter morning is a time that we come to find the words of comfort that even after death there is life. And Brother Bram said we don't come here this morning just to sit and to talk about some historical affair. 
He said, which is all true, but we come here with the testimony this morning. I know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, I know that he raised from the dead. And he lives within me today. He is mine, and I am his. I am a joint heir with him in the kingdom of God. But then said, oh, how Easter begins to bring a great thing. It begins to bring a resurrection. He said, it begins to bring a new hope. I want to tell you this morning, Easter is not a tradition. Amen. Easter is not something that we look back at. and Amen. It's not something that we look and say, oh, how wonderful it was and how great it was. But may I say this morning that Easter power is in this building this morning. But the man said that this was the morning, amen, that the Easter seal was broken. He said inside of that Easter seal, amen, was the, was the, was the question, if a man dies, can he live again? He said, but because Joseph called a revelation I know my redeemer liveth he said then the Easter seal opened up and said we have got hope and I just want to tell you this morning amen I remember what it was like sitting there amen as a young person as a camper and beginning to feel the power of God how it began to move on Thursday and how it built into Friday and built into Saturday or Saturday rather I'll get it out in a minute and then all of a sudden it seems like that in just a few moments it was all over amen and you were going to begin to shake hands and one was going to go north and one was going to go west and one was going to go east. Amen. But I'll tell you there was something that kept me and that was the hope. Amen. That the God that was with us in the camp is the God that will be with us when we leave the camp. I say this morning church, don't you let the devil tell you that this is the end and, and you're going to go back to what you was before you came here. I tell you the devil is a liar this morning. I won't go back. I can't go back. Amen. I've received the new hope this weekend. Amen. There's been a sunrising that has come up in this building. Remember said Easter amen is a dual sunrising. He said there was a natural S-U-N. He said then there was a spiritual S-O-N. Now I'm just laying a foundation so don't go to sleep okay. Amen. There was a natural S-U-N and there was a spiritual S-O-N. He said now what was happening was the natural creation was receiving life he said and the life it was receiving was changing it. You see, botany life and all life relied upon the, the S-U-N. Now the sun, can I get a little bit more on the monitors? I'm sorry. Now the sun at the rise of the sun, well, there was a time when the world was laying in utter darkness. It was without form. It was without, without void and it was covered. Darkness was laying there and it was a dark and a dismal, gloomy atmosphere. How many's ever been in a dark atmosphere? How many's ever been in a gloomy atmosphere? He said, but then the Spirit of God began to move upon the water and said let there be he said now God had a reason to do that for down beneath the water there was some seeds that he had planted and it had to have sunlight to make it live amen underneath all the water underneath all the darkness underneath all the gloominess there was a promised seed there that was waiting on the promised life of God to come down upon that seed and to strike that seed brother Bram said where did those seeds come from he said those seeds were there from some formal civilization now I just want to ask you this morning how many believes you got a seed of God inside of you I didn't come here this morning to play I come here to have church amen how many believes you got a seed in there how many believes that seed has got to be quickened how many believes that seed has already been quickened you see, sometimes seeds get buried in dark places. Sometimes seeds get buried in hard places. But 
there is nothing that can stop a seed from coming forth. There is nothing that can stop a seed from pushing beyond the elements that is pushing against it. Amen. I believe it was out there in your church, Brother Josh, that they poured concrete. Amen. They put con- they put carpet over the concrete at Brother Wendell Martin's church there. And they got there one day and there was a seed or a flower. Is that the truth? There was a flower that was growing up through the concrete. It was growing up through the carpet. Amen. Let me tell you something. It wasn't easy, but there was life in that seed and that seed had to come forth. And I tell you this morning, church, it's not going to be easy. The devil's going to try to put every element upon you that he possibly can. But I say this morning, don't leave here with just a feeling. Don't leave here with just a sensation. But leave here with a revelation knowing that I'm not going back. I'm not going to turn around. No matter what comes against me, no matter what the devil lays up on top of me, I will come forth when I hear the shout, when I hear the voice, when I hear the call of God. I am going to come forth. I am going to respond to him. You see, when the sunlight began to come across the seed, amen, it began to change. Can somebody say change? It began to change what was laying there. And the first light that was ever given on the earth was God's spoken word. He said the first light that ever struck the earth was God's spoken word when he said, let there be. And there was light. He said, see, that turned from darkness into light. And in order to bring forth a creation of joy and life upon the earth, he said, then the spirit of God began to move with love and compassion at that great day the first day of the dawn of creation upon the earth he said the sun rose swept across its rays and dried up the waters from the earth and made an atmosphere above and for its first time it was to bring joy and life to the earth now I want you to catch this by a seed somebody say it with me by a seed now I'm going to preach on that for a minute that was a great hour when life came forth by a seed in Mark chapter 16 the man called that the resurrection scripture he said what is it it is a hope that there's going to be a resurrection now I'm going to tell you church the first thing Satan is going to do is he's going to begin to tell you that what you felt this weekend is a false inspiration he's going to begin to tell you amen that what you felt here this weekend when you get back home and and your friends are going to this church and they're going to that denominational affair amen he's going to tell you you can go there and feel the same thing you felt here but that's a lie this morning amen if God has done something for you by the power of this message amen I wouldn't turn back to no denominational system I don't care what my friend said I don't care what my buddy said amen I know this morning that God has quickened a seed on the inside of my heart here this weekend and there ain't nothing that can turn me around from it There is a promise of resurrection. Let me say this. What you have felt this weekend is not false hope. What you have heard this weekend is not false inspiration. Amen. Brother Graham said there was a young boy one time said he felt a call to the ministry. So he wanted to go to seminary and learn how to preach. Imagine that. He wanted to go to seminary and learn how to preach. So Brother Graham said he goes over there to the seminary. And he said while he's in the seminary, said he gets a phone call or a telegram. Amen. Probably didn't have phones in. So he probably got a telegram. Amen. That his mom was dying with cancer. Brother Graham said so they, they, they told him, sir, you better get home if you want to see your mom alive again. Amen. Brother Graham said so the boy couldn't get there quick. So he started making his journey home. But in the meantime, there was a full gospel church down there that believed in the laying on of hands. 
They believed in the casting out of devils. They believed in the power of God and they came up to that woman's house and they laid their hands upon her and they said in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Now the devil had already pronounced amen, a death sentence upon that woman. Are you with me? I'm going somewhere. The devil had already pronounced a death sentence upon that woman. Amen. But just in a few minutes in the presence of the living God, the same God that is the same yesterday, he's the same today, he'll be the same tomorrow, canceled the devil's plans for that little woman's life. The devil said we're going to destroy her with this disease. Amen. So her son come home and he walks in and there she is happy and there she is rejoicing and having a good time. And he said, Mom, I thought you was about to die. I thought you was about to die. She said, oh, honey, let me tell you what happened. Thank you, brother. Michael. They said, let me tell you what happened. There were some preachers came down here from the full gospel church. And they laid their hands upon me and said they promised me the promise of Mark 16 and quoted it to me. And she said, and from that time I was healed. Her son looked at her and said, mama, don't you understand that Mark 16 from the ninth verse on is not even inspired? You know what? One day I was reading that and I went and read Mark 16 verse 9. And you know what verse 9 says? After the resurrection, he appeared unto them. After the resurrection, he appeared unto them. Slap your neighbor and say, wake up. After the resurrection, he appeared unto them. Amen. In, 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 in 2,000 years ago, they were already denying his appearing. They were already saying his appearing was uninspired. And here we are some 2,000 years later, and they're still saying the same thing. But I want to put my voice on record this morning, and I want to let every devil in hell know that the same God that appeared back there is the same God that has appeared in these meetings this weekend. The same resurrected Lord Jesus that stepped out of a tomb on Easter morning is the same God that has stepped out of a tomb and he's alive and well here this morning. Oh, this is not false inspiration. This is not false hope, young people. I'm talking about a God that can keep you. I'm talking about a God that can stabilize you. Brother Bam said they were already saying it was uninspired. He said, now watch what's going to happen. The devil is going to try to convince you, amen, that you didn't get anything. Now, I know we may be rehearsing some things over, but stay with me. We're going somewhere quickly. Amen. The devil's going to try to tell you you didn't get anything. He's going to try to tell you you ain't got nothing. Amen. But I want the devil to know this morning I'm preaching the trophies. I'm not just preaching to young people. I'm not just preaching to citizens of America. I'm preaching to trophies of a living God this morning. Amen. The devil may have some heads on his wall, but he ain't got yours. The devil may have some trophies on his wall, but you're not going to be a trophy on the devil's wall. You're not going to be a trophy for the devil. You're not going to be a billboard for Laodicea. You're not going to be a, amen, some advertisement for some perverted spirit out here. But you are going to go forth from this camp as a witness that the same God of the Bible was the same God that met me in Louisiana one weekend and changed my life forever. You see, the sun has arisen in this building. Brother Bam said, here he 
is he is walking in the midst of those whom he has redeemed amen let me tell you what you felt this weekend you felt the redeemer walking in your midst the God that is the God of redemption. Can you say amen? Yes. He said he is walking in the midst of those whom he has redeemed, even his church. And what were those who were redeemed? Were not many like Paul? Remember said murderers and corruptors were not many like the dying thief and the robbers and men killers, but all are trophies of his grace. I like that. There were some that were like Paul that were corruptors. There were some that were like others that were dying thieves and robbers and men killers. He said, but all are trophies of his grace and all have been brought back from the dead and all are made alive in Christ Jesus the Lord. How many feels life here this morning? You say, Brother Andrew, I don't want this feeling to leave me. I don't want this, this pulsation of life to leave me. When I get home, I'm going home to a dead church. Now, just forgive me. I'm going to preach for a minute. When I go home, I'm going home to a dead church. I'm going home to people that don't believe in the move of God. Let me tell you something. You ain't got to go in there and take a text and preach them a sermon. Just go in there with the fire burning in your heart until every person in that church begins to see that God is not dead, but he's still alive and he's still well and he's still moving and he's still delivering oh come on somebody and he's still saving and he's still setting people free you say brother Andrew they'll not believe me oh yes they will because the God that confirmed the promise to you is the God that confirmed it to them the God that set your revival on fire here this weekend is the God that can start a revival there you say, Brother Andrew, there's no way things can change. Oh, yes, they can. Amen. My failures, my mistakes may be too great. Oh, no, they're not. Amen. One second in the presence of God, you can go from being dead in the trespasses of your sins and dead in the trespasses of your failures to being made alive in Christ Jesus. Oh, do you believe it this morning? To being made alive in Christ Jesus. You see, yes, the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, Revelation 3, 1 says, as the same Lord identified himself with man in the incarnation, he is again identifying himself with man by his spirit within man. Are you with me this morning? The same God that identified himself in a body called Jesus is the same God that is now identifying himself in a many-membered body called the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is identifying himself by the means of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. By the means of the Holy Spirit. That's why we preach. Get the Holy Ghost. It's your identification. It's your token. Let me just go ahead and say this. Don't you ever let anybody take the Holy Ghost from you. Don't you ever let anybody take your experience from you. Don't you ever let anybody tell you you don't need all that. Amen. You don't need all that emotion. You don't need all that worship. Listen, friends, the Holy Ghost is our identification. The Holy Ghost is our seal. The Holy Ghost is what shows that God has come down and God has identified himself inside of us. Can you say amen? He said, watch. So now God has come down and he is again identifying himself by his spirit within the man. Notice what he says. These are mine. You realize God is claiming you this morning as his. Can you say amen? These are mine, saith the Lord. The seven spirit-filled messengers are the Lord's. They may be repudiated. They may be questioned. 
I'm going somewhere. They may be questioned indeed to human minds. They may not even seem to qualify. Anybody hear me this morning? They may be questioned and they may not even seem to qualify. But nevertheless, they are the messengers for their age. Glory. He said, now watch God used an Abraham and he lied. God used to Moses and he rebelled. God used to Jonah and he disobeyed. I'm giving you stuff to fight with. God gave a Samson and he sinned. God gave a David and he murdered. He also used a Joshua and a Joseph and those with severe blemishes far outnumber those whose histories seem to be perfect. Notice here, all were and are his. By a seed, he is claiming you. And by that seed is how he's going to cancel the devil's plans over your life. But I said, God hid himself in seed form. Is that okay? He said, now watch. Since the beginning, the God or the devil has been chasing that seed. Do you realize that Satan has been chasing the seed of God since the beginning? Since the days of Abel and Cain, God has been after this seed, or Satan has been after the seed of God. But Bible said he tried to corner him here, and he thought he got him when he got Abel, and he tried to corner him there. He said, but there's something about it. The devil can never destroy this seed. You see, because this seed has been preserved by God Almighty. Can you say amen? Notice here. He said, now they all stood. He said, some may have stood, some may have failed. He said, but they were all accomplished in the sovereign will of God. So let me tell you this. When you go home and the devil tells you you're going to fall and the devil tells you, amen, that you're a sinner or you're this or you're that, you just tell him that God has used people with failures before and the failures have never stopped them from reaching their eternal purpose upon the face of the earth and if their failures couldn't stop them oh help me somebody if their failures couldn't stop them I want to tell you this morning there ain't a failure one in this building that'll ever stop you there ain't a shortcoming one that'll ever stop you God didn't save you to lose you. God didn't heal you to to lose you. God didn't deliver you to lose you. Let me tell you something. When you leave here, you don't leave here and say, well, I hope I can make it. You leave here saying, I know I've already made it. I know I've already made it. I'm not hoping. I'm not wishing. I'm not thinking. I'm not begging. I'm leaving here knowing that I've been changed. I've been set free. There's something that's happened on the inside of me. You can't let the devil hold those failures over you. Oh, I, oh my. Hope you didn't shout it all out last night. Can you say amen? Amen. You can't let the devil shout. You, you shout. You can't let the devil. You can't let him shout either. You can't let the devil take those failures and beat you down with them. If you don't get the Holy Ghost before you leave this camp, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You're not going to come up in the resurrection. But I'm saying traditions, it's not going to bring you up in the resurrection. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a way that you misunderstand me. I'm saying it like this. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, whether you get it here or you get it at your home church or wherever you get it, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you've got no promise of a resurrection. But I'm saying your religion won't raise you. Traditions won't raise you. Your family name won't raise you. Your family heritage won't raise you. As a matter of fact, it's put you down. But there is something that's got lifting power this morning. Oh, man. 
I say this morning that rapturing faith and rapturing grace is in this building. It is come in the form of the Holy Ghost. I think it's time we ought to start preaching a rapture. I think it, you say, Brother Andrew, the young people's too young to hear about a rapture. Oh, no, they're not because they're going to take one. They're not too young to hear about a rapture because one of these mornings, between about six and nine, our bodies are going to be changed. Oh, it's not real. It's very real this morning. This rapture is real. There is going to be a rapture. There is going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb. There is going to be a young person that is going to step into a theophany body. There is going to be somebody. Somebody's going to do it. I tell you this morning, friends, the devil's got a lot of plans over people's lives, but I want to stop here and let him know my God is still in the plan canceling business. My God is still in the plan canceling business. You say, Brother Andrew, what are you talking about? Sit down. Love you, buddy. We're catching up now. Praise the Lord. Don't you love Brother Danny? I tell you what, man. The devil didn't get a black eye last night. I don't know how he didn't. The devil had plans last night for Brother Danny. I'm going to take his voice, but God canceled him. Oh, no, you're not. Because there's a word that them young people's got to get. Amen. Let me tell you something. If God, if the devil couldn't stop that man from delivering what was on his heart, then the devil's not going to stop you from receiving what God has sent you this weekend. If the devil couldn't hold him back, he's not going to hold the hearer back. Oh, boy. I say this morning, church, we have come in one mind. We have come in one accord. We have come in one power. We have come in one faith. We have come in one name. It's the name that is above every name. It's the name of Jesus Christ. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Every demon shall be defeated. Every disease shall be healed. Every sickness shall leave your body. Oh, we're lifting him up this morning. I tell you this morning, nobody, nobody likes to have their plans imposed upon. You see, sit down. That works pretty, pretty good. Notice here, nobody likes to have their plans imposed upon. Nobody likes to be going somewhere and get imposed upon. You imagine... You imagine somebody going on a trip or something, you know, and 50 people showing up. Hey, I want to go with you. You know, nobody wants to be imposed upon. Nobody wants their plans to be changed. You see, God is the original one that made the plans. Brother Bam said, God is the original seed. He said, what is it? He said, but Satan became a deformer. I'm going somewhere. Satan was a deformer, but God was a transformer. Oh, glory. Can I get a witness here this morning? that he's a transformer can I get a witness here that the devil is a deformer but God is a transformer is there anybody can testify this morning that I was deformed in sin I was shaping in iniquity I come in the world speaking lies but there was a transforming grace of almighty God that come across my heart one day oh I've not never been the same I've not never been the same boy or the same young person 
So God had this plan. I will do this and I will have a bride and I'm not going to slow down and go into all those areas, but just stay with me. He had a plan, but the devil also had a plan. The devil's plan could not be the original plan. It became, amen, a perverted plan. It became a deformed plan. Let me tell you something. It was not the devil's plan that you be healed. It was not the devil's plan that you be delivered. It was not the devil's plan, amen, that this message would come and would literally snatch you out of the very pits of hell, snatch your spirit out of those gloomy atmospheres. The devil didn't want that. Do you realize the devil has had plans that have been perverted off of God's plans down through the ages? We go back to Moses. Now, here's why I labored on that seed for a while. We go back to Moses. Remember, said Moses was born, amen, a peculiar child. The Bible shows us things about Moses. Let me just stop here and say the power of predestination is a force that cannot be stopped. The power of predestination is a power that has destroyed the devil time and time and time again. Predestinated seed, remember, said, watch. He said, notice that word cannot deny itself. Then it's satisfied or it's the desire. Think of man's filter. It's a desire of what? What made you desire it in the first place? Because down in your soul, there was a predestinated seed, which was eternal life, was always laying in there. It was always in there. Oh, the devil don't like it, but I don't care. The devil don't want to hear this. But I heard a prophet say, amen, Jesus Christ was a predestinated seed. And he said, you are a predestinated seed just like Jesus Christ was. And if the devil couldn't stop Jesus Christ from coming forth, all that God was, he is poured into Christ. And all that Christ was, he is poured into the church. If the devil couldn't stop your husband, then the devil's not going to stop his wife. If the devil couldn't stop the bridegroom, he's not going to stop the bride from coming forth in her designated decreed season oh come on friends let me tell you this this morning this is your decreed season the bible said that God decreed and declared from eternity you know what that word predestinated means decreeing from eternity when God chose you I hope it's okay when God chose you he wasn't taking counsel from nobody God didn't ask somebody, say, hey, what do, you, what do you think about this, brother? Hey, what do you think about Josh? You think you'll make a good one? You think you'll make a bad one? Oh, no. He, he, he didn't take counsel from nobody because he's the all-knowing God. And let me say, God has put confidence in you. Come on, church. God has put confidence in you this morning. You realize what he has entrusted into our care this morning? He has literally placed into our possession an open book. He has placed into our possession an open word. It's not closed no more. Is that okay? Notice this. So Satan begins to come in and tries to begin to deform the plan of God. He starts all the way in Genesis 3 when the fall in the garden took place. And there the devil began to bring uh, the, the human race. Is this okay? Begin to bring it into a fallen condition. It looked like there was no hope. It looked like there was no there was no way out of this. It looked like it went from a garden of peace into a garden of chaos. It looked like that sin and sickness, amen, and corruption and filth would always possess the human race. Amen. But I heard a Bible say in the Bible, Genesis 3, that he will bruise the head of the serpent. 
Is that okay? He will bruise the head of the serpent. How's he going to do it? He's going to do it through you this morning. Is that okay? Now watch this. But it says, so that seed was in there always. It was just waiting for something to strike it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. They weren't afraid of what Pharaoh said. They wasn't afraid of what anybody else said because they had the word of the Lord. Let me say this morning, fear not, little bride. It's your father's good will to give you the kingdom of heaven. Choosing rather notices by faith Moses when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh, let him tell you that what you're doing is in vain. Let him tell you that there's a high out there upon drugs. Let him tell you that there's a pleasure, amen, that is more than what you're getting in the house of God. But I'll tell you they're a liar. Because there's no high like a Holy Ghost high. There ain't no party. Y'all just let me preach like I'm feeling this morning. There ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Amen. People say, well, you go to church and you ain't got no fun. You don't have no fun. You don't have no joy. Everything's too serious. Oh, my, I'll tell you right now, I like to bust it last night in this prayer line right here when there was people coming up and the power of God was falling and the spirit of God was delivered and the spirit of restoration was coming to homes and families. Amen. Watch now. Hold on. I'm learning some things, Brother Danny. Hold on. Now watch here. And when they were standing there coming to that prayer line, amen, I was beginning to thank God what an awesome God you are. How mighty this is. Amen. I begin to thank Lord. This is what life is about. This is what real joy is. Brother, I looked over at Brother Timothy and he was sitting there and he was going, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I thought that's what we ought to be doing. We ought to be having fun slaying devils. If the world can have fun about a pop of beer, if they could have fun about a pill, if they could have fun about some, some pornography or some, some something outside the will of God, then there ought to be some young people that ought to be able to have so much fun in the house of God that they don't know what to do with themselves. They get so drunk on the Holy Ghost. They don't care no more. Oh, brother, let me tell you something. God never told you to stop dancing. He just told you to change floors. He never told you to stop drinking. He just told you to change what you're drinking. He never told you to stop smoking. He said stop smoking cigarettes and start smoking devils. And I'm here this morning smoking every devil that I can get my hands on. This is fun. This is life. I found somebody. This is life. This is joy. This is peace. Come on, brothers. This is peace. This is what life is. Oh, don't tell me if your team don't score a touchdown, they're going to sit there like this. Touchdown. Touchdown. Oh, come on, man. I've seen people go to ball games and act like Comanche Indians and come to the house of God and act like wooden Indians. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, brother, you know what they're jumping up about? They're jumping up about a trophy they'll get in 10 days that won't mean nothing in 10 years. Oh, but when I see demons falling and when I hear shackles falling and when I hear the grace of God being poured out, I start jumping up and down. I start running. I start high-fiving. I start having.
having a good time. It's the power of God. It's the grace of God. It's the mercy. Come on, somebody. Release yourself right now. This is what life is about. This is not defeat. This is not depression. This is not sadness. This is not fear. This is joy unspeakable. And it's full of glory. And it's full of fun. And it's full of power. And it's full of worship. Touchdown. Touchdown. Jesus is alive. Touchdown. The devil is defeated. Touchdown this morning. Touchdown. The grave is empty. Touchdown. The tomb is empty. The stone couldn't hold him. What are you shouting about? The devil's plans got canceled. The devil's plans got canceled. The devil said Moses went out there and he looked and he saw all that Egypt had to offer. I love this quote. He comes out there and looks. He sees all the popularity. Don't worry. I ain't going to be very long this morning. He goes out there and he sees all the popularity. He sees all the pleasures and all the riches of Egypt. And no doubt as a young man, it begins to pull upon him. Maybe he begins to look at it and think, oh my, oh my, what would it be? Everyone said, Hollywood, begin to pull at you. Popularity, begin to pull at you. Moses' predestination did not exempt him from temptation. Oh, but may I say, the choice was made before Moses could ever. Before, brother, before Moses could ever even stand there, God, which is the God that knows the end from the beginning, he knew the choice Moses would make. Oh, let me say this morning, church, if I come to you, if I come to Brother Michael and he owns some kind of a, a, a business and I said, Brother Michael, as of today, I quit working for you. I'm done. And Brother Michael says, what are you talking about? I said, I'm done. I quit working. I'll never show up another day. I'm finished. Brother Michael says, you, you, you can't quit. I said, yes, I can. He said, no, because you never started. He said, you never started working for me, so you can't quit something you didn't start. Well, preach somebody. You can't quit something you didn't start. And Paul said, he that hath begun a good work in you, he is more than able to perform it until the day of your redemption. Let me tell you something. You didn't start Jesus. Jesus started you. You didn't start your victory. Your victory started you before you was ever even born. There was already a claim that was upon your soul that said, devil, they're mine. Satan, they're mine. You cannot have them remember said Moses goes out there watch the world lay right at his feet and he was heir to every bit of it but by looking in the scripture and seeing the day he was living in and know that something in him God I wish I had all day to preach right there by 
looking in the scripture and knowing the scripture spoke of him and knowing the day he was living in and knowing that something was in him. Brother Andrew, you shouldn't tell them kids that. Oh, I should. Because the prophet did. And I'm sorry, I'm just crazy enough to preach what a prophet said. I'm just crazy enough to believe it. If Brother Branham said, then I believe it. Well, preach somebody. I'll tell you why we got such a mess is because men have tried to interpret what Brother Branham meant rather than saying what Brother Branham said. But if you say what Brother Branham said, you're going to get a different result than trying to say what Brother Branham meant. Come on, church. And I say this morning, what a prophet of God said about the word is the truth. Because let's put that picture back up there, somebody, if you can, of the pillar of fire. The same, if you can't, that's okay. Is that how that works? But if you can, do it. But if you can't, that's okay. I like that. Because the same pillar of fire. You see that pillar of fire out there? That's the same pillar of fire that was with Moses. That's the same pillar of fire that was with Paul. And the same pillar of fire is with you. As I was with Moses, so will I be with Joshua. As I was with the messenger, so will I be with the message. And I say this morning, the message is not just a book. It's not just a tape. But the message is a person that the word has become flesh inside of their lives. And no, somebody say no. That something was in him. That predestinated seed. Ready? Went to work. Let's say that together. That predestinated seed went to work. How many times has that predestinated seed went to work in your life? When the world said try this and the world said try that and the world said do this and the boy said if you do this you'll be popular but as you were sitting there looking at it there was something on the inside of you that was saying greater is he that is in me and he that is in the world if he abided me and my word abide in you then ask what you will. Oh glory. That predestinated seed went to work. There's just the devil. It says Moses is going to do all this. And the devil, I'm trying to hurry. Notice here. And the devil goes around and says, now Moses is going to do this. And my, how Pharaoh had plans for the children of Israel. You imagine, you imagine when Pharaoh sat there that day upon his throne, upon his kingdom, upon his position that had been built upon the backs of those, of those Israelite slaves. Can you imagine? He never thought the day would come that they would go shouting by him saying we're leaving here. We're leaving here. We're getting out of here. We're not staying here. You say what? Give them the faith to do it because there was a vision came to Abraham and said my seed shall sojourn in a strange land for some years but after those years I will bring my people out and I will bring them out with great substance. 
Oh, come on, church. When you leave Laodicea, you're not going to leave out saying like Brother Jewel, wowsy, wowsy, woo, and woe is me. And oh, I'm barely, oh, let me tell you something. The day that the glory of God begins to set the reality of the rapture in upon this body, there ain't going to be one devil that's going to be able to raise his head and say, nobody can conquer me. I believe every devil. Somebody say it, every devil. I believe every devil is going to be under the foot of this bride. There's not going to be one devil that said nobody can conquer me. Somebody's going to conquer Hollywood. Somebody's going to conquer Laodicea. Somebody's going to conquer, and it's going to be me. Chair comes in handy, Brother Danny. Pharaoh sits down and Pharaoh says they'll never leave. Come on. My, this is nice. <laughs> they'll never leave. Check my socks. Long socks. I learned something. They'll never leave. You imagine as Pharaoh was saying my they're down there at that youth camp but they'll never leave me. They'll never get free of that besetting sin. They'll go home and become just another cold moss back message believer. They'll come back and get all formal and dead and cold, lose a fire and lose a revival. They'll, they'll never leave my dominion. But while Pharaoh was saying it, here come the prophet and the people following him. We're leaving here. You can't hold us no more. We're getting out of here. You'll never whip our back. You'll never beat our back. You'll never slap us again. I say this morning, devil, you'll never, you'll never touch us again by the grace of God. And when you do come against us, there is a blood that has been applied that no devil can prevail in your heart. No devil can prevail in your life. Imagine Pharaoh sitting there. All of a sudden, he was having a nice, casual conversation, you know. Well, they'll never leave. They'll never get out of here. They'll never go nowhere. They'll always be under my dominion. They'll always be under my... Come on. Where are y'all going? In the rapture. Where are y'all going? Up yonder. Where y'all going? To the promised land. Where y'all going? We're leaving here, devil. The power of God has canceled your plans once again. Come back. Come back. I'll be good to you. Come back. I won't put no pressure on you. I won't go back. I can't go back. I won't go back. There's no turning back. There'll be no turning back. I'm not going back. I'm not looking back. I've got a future, and my future's paid for. Brother, sister, I can't stand here. I can't stand here and promise you that your college is paid for. Can't do it. I can't promise you that your house is paid for and your car is paid for. But there's something I can promise you. Matter of fact, I didn't promise it. God did. There's something I can tell you. It's already paid in full. 
we say paid in full oh yes it was paid at Calvary and we got the full word with the full manifestation with the full truth with seven seals open what devil can stand against us now Canceling the devil's plans. You see, Calvary was a place of conquering. You realize this morning you're either under torment or you're under peace. You'll leave this camp with torment or you'll leave with peace. Let me just tell you something, friends. I know people leave the message. And they say we'll never hear those tapes again. But that's not the truth. Because that voice that was on them tapes will rise in the day of judgment and will condemn this generation. Oh, Brother Andrew, that's the last time we'll ever hear Brother Danny. He's just preaching and hollering and spitting and stomping and carrying on. No, that message, that voice, that word that he was crying last night, it will either bless you or it will condemn you. I know about you. I don't want to be condemned. I want to be blessed. And if God's got a blessing for me, I'm going to receive it. So the human race was under this torment. Give me just a few minutes and I'll be done. The human race was under this torment since the fall in the Garden of Eden. Now go all the way back to the fall in the Garden of Eden. A place of paradise. A place of perfection. A place of peace. There was no sickness. There was no funeral homes. There were no hospitals. There were no broken homes. There there was no chaos. It was a place of perfection. It was a place of peace. It was a place that God came down and met with his creation. And Satan come in and begin to deform the plans and begin to make plans for the human race that he thought they would follow. Like it is today, many days we look on these things and yet they don't recognize him that day on Calvary. They don't realize the way out. They're still trying to seek pleasures and things of the world, trying to find their way out. How many's ever been in a corn maze? What part of Kentucky are you off? You get in there and you get lost, you need a guide. You can't find your way out. You need a guide to lead you out. There has been many signposts that point this day. I'm going to read this. Many great foreshadows has been foreshadowed by the lamb, the bullock, the turtle dove, and all these things. But yet it could not break it. It could not break that death hold. Where Satan had the earth. Oh my. The very rocks that he once walked up and down on the earth burning brimstones Lucifer was the son of the morning and he walked on the earth when it was a burning volcanic these same rocks that has cooled off when Jesus died at Calvary belts forth out of the earth oh God the price that was paid and the bondage of Satan was broke God put back in the hands of a man a way back to what he was looking for he had to weep no more. Remember said Napoleon would sit and weep when there was nothing to be conquered. 
You'll catch that about 12 o'clock on the bus and scare the driver to death. Napoleon would sit and cry and weep because he could find nothing else to conquer. If Napoleon wasn't weeping, that many was conquering. But if he was weeping, that many couldn't find nothing to conquer. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me, church? Let me tell you something. It's time to wipe those tears off of your face. That old pity party spirit of, well, I can't do it and I can't make it. Listen, friends, if God has still got you here, then there's still ground to be taken. If God has still got you here, then there's still a place, amen, for you to put your foot upon. I have given you the land, but the only way you're going to get it is you are going to have to put your foot on it. And I say this morning, if you are going to claim the promise of a rapture put your foot on it this morning if you are going to claim the promise of deliverance put your foot on it this morning I love this he had to weep no more hit when he broke the backbone of Satan Doing okay. When he broke the backbone of Satan. Let me ask you this morning. Who are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of one that walked in the garden and crawled out? Or are you... Or are you going to believe the report... Of the mighty conqueror that has never been put down. His back has never been broke. His power has never been defeated. Whose report are you going to believe this morning? I choose the Lord's. If he's the Lord that said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I believe what he said. He broke the backbone of Satan. Can I just rehearse the story this moment? To the devil. Don't tell it. Don't tell it. Oh, I'm going to tell it. Because it's the most embarrassing and the most humiliating thing that I can tell on the devil this morning. When they hung him up on a cross and stretched. Nice. This feels good. (laughs) When they hung him up on the cross and they stretched him between the heavens and the earth. You saw the passion yesterday. You saw the wonderful play. I'll tell you that's probably one of the best plays I've ever seen put together. You saw it yesterday. You've seen what took place. You've seen the mockery. You've seen the reproach. You've seen the spit. You've seen all that he took for us. Come on church, don't go to sleep now. I'm just about finished. When he stretched himself between the heavens and the earth. You've seen it. And they raised him up. And they put him down in that hole. And there he hung there. Gasping. Gasping. For every breath that he could get. Gasping. It wasn't easy. It wasn't a smooth surface. It was a rough and rugged cross. I know you've probably heard this before, but I'm going to tell it. Stay with me. 
It wasn't rough or smooth. It was rough. So every time those wounds, it was already open. We're all we're still getting afflictions. We're still feeling the pain. And he breathed these words. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. You see, there's some people in the Bible that we don't know the name for them. A certain woman. You realize Brother Bram said, put your name there. Put your name there. He said that boy died, or that man died on the ship. That boy put his name in the scripture. Isaiah 55, 53, he got up and lived. Right? Put your name there. Listen, friends. When he said it is finished, he left the it there for you to put it in there. What are you talking about? Cancer is finished. Pornography is finished. Lust is finished. Depression is finished. Insecurities is finished. Complexes is finished. Broken hearts is finished. Come on, church. It is finished this morning. Oh, some of y'all still sitting there looking at me like I'm looking at you. It's finished this morning. It's finished this morning. Just go ahead and tell the devil, it's finished this morning. It's finished. My past is finished. My sin is finished. My depression is finished. It's finished this morning. It is finished. It is over. It is done. So why he's hanging there and he cries those words, it is finished. Stoops back down. They say, He's dead. He's finished. He's done. Put him in the tomb. The devil, oh, the devil was dreading to hear those three words. Kind of like he's dreading to hear you say it. It is finished. He was dreading it. He says it is finished. And can you imagine the devil down in hell says, well, is he still alive? And then he gets a report. No, he's dead. Oh, the devil began to throw a party like you've never seen. He invited all of his imps. He invited all of his little foot soldiers. He invited all them tormenting spirits and all them demons. And he said, come on over to the pits of hell. We're going to have a party. What a place to go for a party. Kind of like going to a bar room for a party. Amen. Come on over. We're going to have a party. He's got plans. He made plans to have a party. It was going to be a victory party. It was going to be a it's over party. It was going to be a it's finished party. Victory party. So here they're all together. 
and they're partying and they're having a good time. You imagine the devil just sitting over there. Oh, I got him. <laughs> I got him. He's finished. I've been after him for a long time. He thought he had it all figured out. Look at him up there. They were mocking him and making fun of him. Look at him up there with that spit running down his beard. Oh, but I finally got him. The devil said, pass that bowl of chips. I think I'll have another. Give me another drink of cold pop and hot hail. I think I'll have another one. Let's just have a party. We got him. And the devil was just having the biggest party and playing out his plans like he thought they was going to be played until all of a sudden. Until all of a sudden. He was partying up. He was having a good time. But then he heard it. begin to hear a knock on the door he said oh my that must just be that sound of the music I was playing that must just be my music keep on partying let me tell you something when God starts knocking he ain't gonna stop until he gets what he wants glory to God when he starts knocking there ain't nothing gonna stop him until the door comes open that's an expensive organ The devil says, oh, must be a latecomer. Somebody, go open the door. And the devil's just over there talking. You remember that day he was up there? And he said, I've got power to lay this body down. But in three days, I'll raise it up again. Oh, you remember, ha, ha, you remember that day? He said, you remember when he, he, remember? And somebody's at the door. And the devil goes over there. He went over there like this. Excuse me for a minute. I shall return. Must be one of my friends. It was late. No, he's right on time. He's right on time. He's never late. Even if he's four days late, he's still right on time. Oh, Brother Jonathan, if his lady's still on time, he'll never fail you. He'll never fail to show up. There's one thing you can do this morning, sis. You can put your trust in God. And if he said he's going to be with you when you leave Louisiana, he's going to be with you. He's going to sustain you. He's going to keep you until the day of your redemption. So he bounces over there, you know. Pardon me. No! No way! No way! Oh, yes, devil! It's him! Oh, yes, devil! It's him. He has come to redeem his sons. He has come to take the trinity of hell, of death, and of hell, and of the grave, and to take it away from him. The, 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 the 
He can't say nothing. But just imagine with me for a minute. The Lord looked at him and said, Happy April Fool's Day. For the fool has said in his heart, There is no God. But I have come down here to show you that I am, that I am was with Abraham. I am that I am was with Jacob. And I am here with my children. I will never leave them. I will not suffer my Holy One to seek corruption. And neither will I leave a soul in hell. House of hell, give way this morning. You're defeated. Happy April Fool's Day, buddy. We ain't buddies. I remember in Isaiah 14, David prophesied in Psalms 14, 1, said the fool has said in their heart, there is no God. Remember those words you said over there in Isaiah 14 when you said, I will ascend above the clouds. I will exalt my stars above the throne of God. I will be like the most high God. Remember that, I discerned that out in your heart. Same place the fool says there is no God in his heart. Is that all right? But you didn't read the rest of the verse. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. And you thought you was bringing me with you. But you're not. I've come to set my people free. He's all shook up. He's all nervous. Stand right there. Quit coming towards me. I'm getting scared. Go away. The devil was trying to keep distance because he had something on his side that he didn't want to lose. Peter doesn't have the keys to the kingdom, but the devil still had the keys of death, hell, and the grave. But he didn't want to lose them. He didn't want to lose them. But here come the mighty conqueror. Here come the mighty conqueror. He come walking right towards him. He didn't give him no room. He didn't give him no grace. He didn't give him no mercy. He walked right over there to him. I'm going to give you a key right now. Talking about the keys. I'm going to give you a key right now of how you need to start treating the devil. You need to start doing him the same way Jesus done him. Jesus didn't have no mercy on him and buddy you better believe I ain't gonna have no mercy on him if Jesus didn't give him no slack you better believe I'm not gonna give him no slack if Jesus defeated him you better believe I'm gonna defeat him come here Josh come here if Jesus done that I'm gonna do it too he didn't walk over and say now forgive me but you're gonna be the devil for a minute sorry you're Martin. You can take it. All right. The devil didn't go over there and say, hey now. Or Jesus didn't go over there. I'm tired. And say, hey now. Devil, you, you've got those keys on your side. See those keys right there? You've got three keys. You've got the key of death, hell, and the grave. See them right there? God, okay. Now, if you don't mind, 
What I'm going to do is I'm going to gently lift your hand up. And I'm going to play with it. Play with you for a minute. I'm not going to get serious about this. I'm just going to be real casual. Because I don't want to make the devil too mad. Because then he might get mad at me. So I'm just going to barely raise his hand. I know I shouted and I know I rejoiced and praised God in youth camp. But I'm going to go home and be a, be a secret believer. Give away to the name of Jesus. That's a bunch of nonsense. We're not making soldiers here by the grace of God to go home and be a bunch of cowards. We're making some sons and daughters of God. We're not making them. God's making them to go home and be Shamgars and be Samsons and be Rahabs and be daughters of God and children of the Most High God. Now, now here's what we're going to do. So when, when I got your arm up real nice, I'm going to reach over. Is it okay? Do you, do you mind if I reach over and, and take those keys? You see, this was the original plan, but you perverted. But I'm going to take them. If I, get out of here. Come on. Stand right there. Brother Branham said, Jesus, Mars, tried over there. And said, give me those keys. I'm not asking for them. I'm not begging for them. I'm not making a deal for them. I'm not pleading for them. You give them to me. I challenge you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Charge that enemy right now before you and say, devil, I'm not asking for my joy. I'm taking it. I'm not asking for my victory. I'm taking it. I'm not asking for my healing. I'm taking it. I'm not asking for the Holy Ghost. I'm taking it this morning. I'm taking back everything that the devil has told for me. Brother Branham said he turned around. Turn around. Turn around. Thank you. Stand there. Now this would hurt. But give him a swift kick. That's what y'all need to do this morning. Kick the devil. Kick the devil. Kick the devil. Kick the devil. Touchdown. Touchdown. We're having fun. We're having a party here. Oh, it's April Fool's Day in hell, but it's resurrection morning. It's shouting time. It's Holy Ghost filled time. It's hallelujah time. The devil is defeated, and Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There ain't no devil. There ain't no grave. There ain't nothing that's going to hold my body down. There ain't no failure, there ain't no fear, there ain't no scar. There is nothing gonna hold us back. We're going up yonder. Oh, we're going up yonder. Brother Joel, I'm not just singing it. Buddy, you're not just singing it. One day we're gonna do it. One of these mornings. Gravitation is going to begin to lose hold upon the seat of Almighty God. The devil's plans got canceled. Jesus, who begun the good work and was able to perform it, knocked on the devil's door. And canceled his plans. Now I'm going to close with this. 
We preach about the days of Moses. We preach about the days of Abraham. We preach about the days of David. And we believe him. And Brother Jason, we get strength from him. But I'm not going to just preach about Moses today. Not just going to preach about Abraham. Sit down. I'm not even just going to preach about Brother Branham. I'm going to leave this devil with a testimony here this morning. That the same God that sealed and healed delivered then is the same God that is healed and sealed in these meetings this weekend. I was listening to a tape the other day and Brother Branham got to a point. He was just preaching and preaching and preaching and he stopped. Sit down. And he stopped. And he said, let's just have a testimony service. He said, I'm not going to call you up front. He said, but let's just start testifying. Has God been good to anybody? Has God been good to anybody? He said, I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to say this. Has God been good to you? Let me tell you something, brother. Brother Bram didn't stand there and pump, pull, and prime for 50 minutes to get them people to say something. When the word began to be preached, the seed inside of the heart began to connect with the word. And they began to testify. He's been good to me. He's been mighty good to me. If Congressman Upshaw was in this building this morning, I'd call him up and say, hey, Congressman Upshaw, what did God do for you? Sit down. If I called, if, if, if Rosella Griffin was in this building this morning, I'd point her out and say, Sister Rosella, tell us what God done for you. If Georgia Carter was in this building, Hattie Wright, amen, come on somebody, Florence Nightingale, any of those other people, amen, if they would be in here this morning, I would ask them, amen, but my Bible says God will never be left without a testimony. God will never be left without a testimony. God will never be left without a testimony, buddy. I'd call them out and ask them, but you know what? They're not here, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to start like this. Is there anybody in here ever been healed of cancer? Stand up on your feet. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He'll be the same tomorrow. Keep on standing. Is there anybody in here ever been delivered of something? Of a sin, besetting sin or a habit? That you never thought you'd... Oh my. You see, there's a witness in here this morning. I'm not going to stop and take time to call all these diseases out. But if I had time, I'd say there's people that's been healed of cancer. There's people that's been healed of hair conditions. There's people been healed of gross and tumors. There's young people that sugar diabetes has left your body. There's young people that you've carried pills in your head, but you're never going to take them again. Because the same God that passed by the woman at the well, the same God that passed by blind Bartimaeus, the same God that passed by our sister Elena, the same God that passed by Sister Mariah is the same God that has passed by Louisiana this weekend and he's come here for a purpose. He's come here for reality. He's coming to tell the devil Satan it's finished. It's finished. Come on musicians. Satan it's over. My Bible says Revelation chapter 5, and they sung a new song. So they were in tune with rock and roll. 
Come on, somebody. If you're going to get some victory, go home and kick them rock and roll songs out that mention the name Jesus. Well, Brother Andrew, they say something about Jesus. So did Elvis Presley, but look where he's at. It's more than just singing about him. It's more than just getting under the inspiration of writing a song. It's got to be a reality. Hey Amen. I know something. I know some of us come here to this camp singing a song like this. I've been defeated too long. I've been defeated. I'm sick. I'll never get the Holy Ghost. I'll never get any higher than this. I'll never live above sin. I'll never overcome this sickness. I'll never do this. I'm just going to that camp just to go. Amen. But I can tell you this morning, I'm singing something like he set me free. I'm so happy when Jesus set me free. He say, what are you doing? I'm just rejoicing. Brother Andrew, you say these young people's just worked up under emotion. Amen. They need to get quiet because we're going to a quiet place. Liar. We ain't going to no quiet place. I don't know a better way to leave living waters this weekend than to leave praising God and rejoicing and thanking him for what he's done for you and thanking him for what he's brought you through and thanking him for saving you, thanking him for raising you, thanking him for healing you, thanking him for healing you, thanking him for delivering you, thanking him for everything that he has done for you this weekend. Oh, they're going to come to you when you get back home, brothers. Sister, they're going to come to you, and they're going to say, would you please quieten down? Would you please just quieten down? You realize this church has been quiet for years. You all look at them and say, it's been quiet long enough. I serve a living God. I don't say that arrogantly. I don't say that proudly. I say it like this. It's the same boldness that was up on a prophet is up on this generation. It's time somebody ought to stand up and stand for what they believe in. Oh, you can shout when everybody else in the building is shouting. You can say amen when everybody else is jumping up and down. But when you get home and your pastor's laboring under the word and he's trying to get a word across, won't you be an amen corner that'll stand up and say, come on, pastor. I'm with you, brother. Come on, preacher. Oh, won't you go home and set your church on fire? I'll tell you what, there's been monies. There's been a lot of money spent to get some of you here. There's been a lot of efforts put forth to get some of you here. I'll tell you what you ought to do. You ought to go home with a reward to your pastor, mom, and daddy, and say, Mom and daddy, I ain't got no money to bring you back, but I have got one thing. I got Jesus. I got the victory. I'm not the same boy that left Ohio. I'm not the same boy that left Tennessee. I'm not the same girl that left North Carolina. I've been changed. Oh, some of y'all still waiting on it to get quiet, aren't you? Y'all still waiting on it to just get real quiet. Brother Branham was preaching one time and a woman come to him. You know what she said, Brother Branham? All that screaming and hollering and carrying on. My God, I'm trying to quit. All that screaming, all that hollering, all that carrying on. I'm having fun. <laughs> having fun. I don't care. I'm just having fun. All that screaming, hollering, and carrying on. It gets on my nerves. Matter of fact, Brother Branham. The timer's done. It worked today. All that screaming, hollering, shouting, and carrying on is driving me crazy. As a matter of fact, it's sending cold chills up my spine. Brother Branham said, Sister, if you ever make it to heaven, you're going to freeze to death. Because this is the quietest place that you're ever going to be. 
And I want to tell every intellectual giant, I want to tell every, every praise and God sitter, everybody that wants to sit on the power of God, I want to say this is the quietest place you're ever going to be. Oh, come on, somebody. Let everything that hath breath praise you, the Lord, this morning. It's finished. It's over. You're going home different. This is not a change of thinking. This is not a change of heart. This is a baptism of the Holy Ghost and power that has changed you forever. Oh, I say this morning, you're saying right now, Brother Andrew, I don't want this to leave me. I don't want this to leave me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Remember, since you feel this power right now, he said one of these days, when it leaves, you're going to leave with it. One of these days, when that power begins to go up, Brother Joe, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to be changed. I'm going to be changed. Go forth, mighty conquerors. Go forth, generation, and possess your land. God has canceled the devil's plans. God bless you. Come on.